Good morning. I'm Andy Stoddard. I'm glad to be with you today as we dig in together into God's Word as we continue studying 2 Corinthians. Uh, today, chapter 12 is one of the cooler chapters in 2 Corinthians to me, so I'm looking forward to looking at verses 1 through 10 of 2 Corinthians chapter 12. It's really good stuff today, so thanks for joining us. I want to kind of jump into it. hope you're watching this on YouTube or Facebook. Um, streaming in through Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or Spotify. Thanks for um, being with us today. But I really want to, today's really good stuff. So we'll read chapter 12, uh, 1 through 10. It is necessary to boast. Nothing is to be gained by it. But I will go on to visions and revelations from, from the Lord. I know a person in Christ who 14 years ago was caught up in the, to a third heaven, whether in the body or out of the body, I do not know. God knows. And I know that such a person, whether in the body or out of the body, I do not know, God knows, was caught up into paradise and heard things that are not to be told, that no more mortal body is permitted to repeat. On behalf of such the one, I will boast, but on my own behalf, I will not boast, except in my weakness. But if I wish to boast, I will not be a fool, for I will be speaking the truth. But I refrain from it, so that no one may think better of me than what is seen in me or heard from me, even considering the exceptional character of the revelations. Therefore, to keep me from being too elated, a thorn was given to me in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me, to keep me from being too elated. Three times I appealed to the Lord about this, that it would leave me. But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. So I will boast all the more gladly of my weakness, so that the power of Christ may dwell in me. Therefore, I am content with weakness, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities for the sake of Christ. For whenever I am weak, then I am strong. Okay, this is, um, first off, Paul here talks about someone he knows who 14 years ago was called up into a third heaven. And what happened is, whether this is in the body or not, the Lord knows. Most scholars think that Paul's talking about himself here. Because he talks about this amazing vision that this person had, this great revelation that they had, and he can't even speak about the things that they saw and experienced. Um, and if you if you go back and look at um, 1 Corinthians 12, I'm sorry, yeah, 1 Corinthians 15, Paul talks a lot about the resurrection and heaven and spiritual bodies. So you see in Paul's work, both in 1 Corinthians and in 2 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 15, 2 Corinthians 12, this, this notion that Paul is speaking to them a lot about what heaven and eternity will be like. First Corinthians, spiritual bodies. Here we see this concept of a third heaven. And, and by the way, Paul doesn't explain what this means. Paul doesn't even really understand even what the vision is. And Paul never says that he, that he had the vision. But it seems from reading this that he does. Um, I was always told a story um, about um, Woody Asaph. Some of y'all uh, my age and older in the Jackson, if you got Channel 3 news when you were younger, remember Woody Asaph, that's the longtime weatherman. And Woody would always say, well, the weatherman says this. And I was told Woody always said that the, he was reporting from the weatherman, even though he was the weatherman, so he couldn't really say it was his fault if the weather was wrong. It was The weatherman said that. I'm just reporting what he said. Paul's kind of the same thing here. I know a guy. I, I, I know a guy that called, got called to the third heaven. And I don't know, they, I'm just reporting what I was told, um, was in the body, was not the body, don't know, God knows. But but I, I know a guy who saw some stuff. And I know a guy that had great visions and saw amazing things. So I know a guy, uh, Paul, most scholars think, 
is talking about himself, where he is, all these things. Because also think about how many times in Paul's ministry he was beat till he was dead. I mean, <laughs> getting beat till he nearly died was a pretty common thing for Paul to experience. So it would make sense that this was Paul. But then, I think what's really cool about this is what happens in the end. Paul says, to keep me humble, therefore to keep me, this is verse 7, therefore to keep me from being too elated, a thorn was given to me in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me, to keep me from being too elated. Three times I appealed to the Lord about this, that it would leave me. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for power is made perfect in weakness. We don't know what Paul's thorn in the flesh was. A lot of scholars think that Paul may have problems with his eyes because we see several times in his letters he comments on his handwriting and how large it is. Other times, I think it's a Galatians where he says, you would have given me your very eyes if you could have. Some scholars think that when the Lord blinded Paul, when he met him on the Damascus Road in chapter 9 of Acts, that maybe Paul has some long-term eye damage. Don't know. Pure scholarly suspicion and in, in reading into the text. We don't know. But whatever it was, Paul had a thorn in the flesh that he prayed, Lord, take this from me. Lord, remove this from me. Almost like Jesus praying in the garden, Lord, take this cup from me. We see that Paul had this, and he wanted to get rid of it. This thorn in the flesh was maybe painful, maybe hindered his ministry. And the Lord said no, because he says, my grace is sufficient for you. Power is made perfect in weakness. I've come to realize that. And I think, I would hope, the older we get, the more we realize that our weaknesses are, in many ways, our biggest gifts. Because our weakness makes us dependent upon Jesus. Our weaknesses show us that we can't do it. And not just, I don't mean weaknesses in terms of inability. I mean, weaknesses in terms of real, real problems. My brother lost a leg when he was in an accident. And it was hard on him. But I also think that helped him make some good decisions. I struggle with residual guilt and shame even, even though it's not my fault for the murder of my mom. And I prayed for years, Lord, I, I, I don't feel worthy to even have the gift of life that I have. I prayed for the Lord to help me, and he has helped me through good therapy and lots of prayer, be a little bit healthier. But because of, of what I went through, I'm a pretty empathetic and compassionate person. The thing in your life that hurts, the thing in your life that's painful, the thing in your life that you may pray daily, Lord, take this from me, <laughs> take this from me, can be maybe your biggest blessing because it can teach you to depend upon him. I mean, I tell people as a pastor, man, when I was young, 
I worked hard. I did. I worked hard. But I thought I had all the answers. Goodness gracious, did I think I had all the answers. But I had <laughs> knew so little. We had a training with somebody recently, a staff training, and there's a pastor, and he commented on how young, when he was young, he was arrogant. I think a lot of us, when we're younger, we're kind of arrogant, aren't we? We think we know all the answers. And life has a way of humbling you. Life has a way of humbling you. And, and sometimes the circumstances in our life, they humble us. They humble us. We pray, Lord, take this from me. Take this from me. And a lot of times he doesn't, y'all. A lot of times he doesn't. But, but if we allow through God's grace, that thorn in the flesh that we have can be maybe the greatest gift on the way to our Christian growth if we will allow because that weakness, that thorn of flesh, it shows that we can't do it ourselves. We simply can't. We can't do it ourselves. We have to depend upon Jesus, y'all. We don't have another option. We have to. And sometimes our thorns in the flesh, they break us. And they show us that we can't do it. And we need that, y'all. Every one of us, we need to have that the myth of our own self-sufficiency broken. And our thorns in the flesh, y'all, sometimes they do that. Sometimes that's how it is broken. The Lord said, my grace is sufficient. My power is made perfect in weakness. God's grace is sufficient, y'all. No matter what you're going through, no matter how hard it is, no matter how much you may plead with God to take it away, no matter how much you may beg God to take it away, God's grace is sufficient in that situation, y'all. And your thorn in the flesh, your thorn in the flesh, through God's grace, can be the greatest single cause of your spiritual growth, if you'll allow. So today, in some bizarre way, we thank God for the thing that we ask him to take from us. Because that very thing can be the thing that makes us most dependent upon God. So today, we thank God even for our troubles and for our trials and for our thorns. Thanks for being with us today for this devotional. I hope you've enjoyed it. Um, we'll be back bright and early tomorrow. I hope you have a great rest of your day.